Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Big Brother Club for Grown Men, a podcast where we discuss life and all its surrounding factors. My name is Chris Blunt, and let's have a conversation. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Brother Club for Grown Men. Yes, we're back with another one, and I am so excited to it to present to you this episode. Honestly, it feels sort of back to form. Now, granted, this is all new for us, but we had a, a panel of five. It was myself and four of the guests, and it was really great because majority of them were kind of new to this scenario. So it was great to kind of have that that bonding experience and fresh voices and fresh thoughts of everything one of the things that was very interesting is that on our on our prep because i always like to prep and just sit down and kind of decompress beforehand and maybe have an icebreaker one of the things that we had was the historically black phrases um it's a book by jared hill and travel anderson which is a dope book i recommend that you get it and it goes through all the historical black references that unite us all um, based on the black experience which is a great starter for our conversation today which is about community and support so we talked about community we talked about how community looks to us we talked about the history of community we also talked about how support looks to us in, in various different ways so i really enjoyed this i really enjoy in general putting these events together it's it's small it's intimate it's it's engaging and it's introspective and i hope that you all get something out of this as much as i get from it i think that to hear black men team up together especially in the space where we're at the age we're all in our 30s and 40s and and beyond but we don't get a chance to actually share with each other as much as we like, especially with the hustle, the bustle of the day. So it, it's always good to know that people are willing to sit down, whether it be for an hour or an hour and a half, 30 minutes or so, just to kind of sit down and take a break from it all and discuss who they really are and how they feel. That is something that I will forever cherish. So I thank each and every one of these gentlemen for coming in and taking the time to talk with me. It means a lot, and I hope you all enjoy this as much as I enjoy recording it. So thank you very much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be here because I got the five people. I got five people back again. So this is going to be good, and I hope this is a great conversation, y'all. Um, of course, tonight we'll, we, we'll be talking about community and support and how does that look for each of us um i'm gonna go around the room and we're gonna introduce ourselves i'm gonna uh we'll just go around that way so all right you first yeah my name is avalando cooper uh, i've been a resident of tacoma for about five or six years now okay. and i'm happy to be here thanks That's for having me thank you thank you uh yes uh this is michael and i'm known publicly by the name motion fix and uh been in seattle for about two decades and in and out and um pretty interesting experience. <laughs> uh my name is Julian. I was born and raised in Tacoma. I uh currently live closer to Seattle for 
better or worse, you know. But um, but yeah, I'm just here to have a conversation, see what I can learn. Excellent. Uh, my name is Charles. I grew up in Atlanta, and I've lived in Tacoma since 2019. All right. Thank you all. And of course, I'm Chris Blunt, um, the host. And I'm, of course, born and raised in New Orleans. Been out here for 10 years now, yep. which is crazy. Mm. Time, time flies. Time, oh, yeah. Time flies. Well, all right, y'all. Um, first things first, I wanted to ask, like, what does community look like to you all? Like, when you all think about community, I always, as when I, when I talk to people, I, I always go, perfect picture. What does community look like to you? You know, uh, so for me, I'll start. Um, for me, community is very much, because, like, I'm from, like, an old school. I'm from the South. And so they always say it takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. And so community doesn't mean that, like, everybody's around you all the time, but it's, it's access, it's support. Right. It's like me reaching out to, you know, fellow people. Right. And be like, hey, I got this podcast coming. Y'all feel like coming through. Or if I need to have, if I want to have a conversation for whatever reason, you know, then mm-hmm. or like, you know, let's say that I had a hard day and I need to like get out and have a drink or something like that. Right. That's all. That's all great, because that's that's like not just friendship, but community in the sense of like if I need something like a tire change or something like that, like. Anything crazy, you know, because life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think that's, yeah, I think that's support. Um, it's in, important for me mentally uh, and emotionally to have that. So I think that's what community looks like to me. Yes. I don't know what about, what about you? Doing it right to me, huh? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like a lot of what you said. I think when I think about community, I think we have this kind of amorphous idea of what it is, and so we never really drill down into what actually the word community means. And I think you see a lot of social media stuff and friends, followers, all that kind of stuff. I think community is just a small, uh, close-knit group of people with a shared interest in um, uplifting each other and a shared common interest in, in working on behalf of the good of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find that in very different, different places. I found mine in church growing up as a kid. I'm involved in some environmental work now. I, I find it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my kind of large mm-hmm. understanding of what community is. And we can drill down later in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, as far as uh, the word community, um, you know, the root word is commune. So that usually entails um, a circle, if you will, and a circle of people and a circle of people that has uh, certain common interests and um there can be uh, multiple facets of community. You can be a part of a larger community and it can be smaller contained communities within a larger community. But overall, the nature of community, I would think would be a code of conduct, a, a centralized tradition and mm-hmm. a common goal, uh, some, somewhat reaching a common goal, uh, based on uh, many facets coming together as one, just to capsize it for the ideal of what community is. Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, For me, I think that community essentially means the uh, people that you usually keep around you that, you know, are good company. They don't really demand anything from you you don't demand anything you guys are just there to to mesh and you know work on ideas together 
And I find that maybe today it's a lot harder to, to build new communities or, you know, people just aren't really right now getting along. So they're not, they're not doing what you think of community back in like the fifties or something, you know, we all get together and we discuss all these issues that may be going on. And we have like a, um, what was it called? Like the black Panthers did where they built the black community and they did their own schooling and did their own, you know, medicine and stuff like that before that was completely wiped away. Building the building the community, um, changing probably the public eye of what colored people or black people are in this yeah. nation. So, um, and then really just the other hand of it is just the family that you obviously were born into. That's your first community, but then who you choose after. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Thank you. For me, community is where you live, work, and play. Mm. So, you know, I have, you know, at work, you know, uh, you know, I work. I'm a, I'm a dentist by trade. So, you know, at work, I'm around other dental professionals, oral health professionals, whether it's assistants, hygienists, other dentists. Um, you know, when I'm not at work, you know, I enjoy my coworkers, but generally speaking, I'm not kicking it with them. When I'm transitioning from work yeah. to play mode. You know, I got my boy Chris, I'm my boy Kakali, my boy Kofi. I have other friends that share that part of community, that I share that part of community, community with, and none of them are dentists. Um, and then, uh, you know, live, you know, I, you know, I, have, I live, live here in Tacoma. Um, but that sense of community, especially when it comes to the play aspect, can be in different parts of the country. You know, I'm gr- I grew up in Atlanta, so I was in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. So I had my play community down there, my day ones mm. back home in the A. Um, so, you know, I think those those three aspects, you know, it's okay. I have, in me personally, I kind of have those three different baskets there. Mm. And they, I have a sense of community within those three distinct baskets. And there is some overlap between those three, but generally speaking, those three baskets are distinct from one another. Yeah, I, I agree. I think for me, um, having multiple communities especially living in different cities like Mm -hmm. i when i go home i have multiple crews because you know not everybody get along with each other so like (laughs) i learned to like all right cool i got my crew here we do these things Mm -hmm. and i got my other crew here we do these things and it's always a um it's it's a healing experience for me Mm -hmm. because it's it's like these people know a certain side of me where i don't have to explain like any background stuff Mm -hmm. right like when I go home, I always say it's pros and cons. When I go home, I like to give New Orleans like three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, com- on that fourth day, it's nothing but trouble. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, But I do. I give home three days because the thing that honestly keeps me there is the, it, are the friends, are the chosen family. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm, I'm hollering at people. But it's more of a reconnection. I think I go down there for a um research yeah research like recharge in a sense because i, I want to be around my people and the people that that got me to where i am today i am i am who i am because of my community mm. you know uh, so i think that they've helped mold me my family has helped mold me Foundation. to be honest with you i think i've always been interested in big communities and and moving communities because i grew up around cousins mm. so like i was raised in the same household with my cousins and that's why 
when it's like gang gang, it's an easy <laughs> it's an easy thing for me. I think yeah. So, so it's, question yeah. when when you were uh, when you say that you grew up around cousins, what was it usually centralized around grandma's house? Usually in black communities, you absolutely centralized. Uh, Black communities is real mm-hmm. big on uh, matriarch energy. Yeah, so as far as the communal aspect, I honestly yeah. think that that is at the core of it all—the matriarch yeah. energy. I yeah. think that is the um, matriarch. Black women in general mm. have been very instrumental in maintaining community. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think it's harder for, or at least men don't tend to um, make that a fo- uh, make that a focal point. Uh, yeah, I, re- I remember. Uh, you know, growing up when it was like the uh, the male elders in the, in the family, they were more like kind of like stoic. They'll be more like in the background, kind of quiet. But as far as like uh, social gatherings with the family, it was usually grandma, mom, aunties. They, they were the more vocal ones and more of the ones uh, moving around and, and kind of spearheading what's going on as far as event wise inside. Mm-hmm. Side the family uh, gatherings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, like, I was going to ask, who do you think, whether it's, why do you think men have a hard time building community amongst each other? Normally, I feel like when men are together and they build a community, it has to be some sort of a thing we're doing. Mm. It's never to spend time. It has to be like we're in church, or we're at a mm. bar, we're doing sports. But it's never to actually spend that time and be like actual like um, engage into some sort of a um, something deeper, something deeper. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think we need that as men. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it, it's I think is there's it's not my specialty, but mm-hmm. um, I think the science is fairly clear in that you know women a big reason why women live longer than men do is because they take the time to develop that sense of community, focusing on their you know, emotional well-being, things like that, that mm. a, only a community can provide. Yeah. Um, as far as why women are better at that than men, uh, and then especially being black men, uh, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah. I think it's partially uh, uh, cultural conditioning. I mean, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, like when you kind of gaze into like other cultures, you know, not not to parse pinpoint certain cultures, you kind of you kind of see an uh, activity when it comes to productive things, and reflecting back as you know, you know, being uh, black, what we call black in America, uh, we see that as individuals, we're very strong and talented as individuals, but. Um, you know, when it comes to us unifying together, and that that could have something to do with the, uh, you know, the uh, how would I say? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find my word. Uh, the post civil rights era, you know, that that's considered like the Panthers. That that's considered like a lot of, you know, pivotal points in history when when black men actually came together, and it was always something about us being attacked every time we we came together as a unit as mm. as a power unit Interesting. Okay. with something great that that's that's take you know nation of islam for example and you know great things came out of it, the nation of islam not saying everybody is adhering to islamic faith but just the symbology of you know 
black males coming together in in an organized fashion working towards we've a greater al- we've always we've always had to deal with you know we had to deal with the police state we had to deal with with you know uh CIA, you know, some people, you know, people say the first mm-hmm. CIA agent was a black man, FBI was a black man, infiltrated his own own people. We had the UNIA movement. And I, I think a lot a lot of that stuff culturally uh, has uh, crippled that natural inclination for us to come together to solidify and, and, and move something because of the history of what we dealt with here. Mm-hmm. But if you would see like, um, you know, black men and, and in other other countries, uh, uh, you know, away from the diaspora, they seem to like move together. Like for example, you might see some, um, uh, you might see some African ex- expats or something like that. They'll come together and unify to do things normally. But I think what it is is that we have this, um, we have this this it, this internal ca- caution of knowing that when we come together in, in a space to do something good, we, we have this thing in us. We've been socialized to kind of uh, watch our backs and watch ourselves and, and looking for the sabotage to come. Mm. You know, not to take it too far in there, but no, that's no, just no. that's sure. just an aspect. Mm-hmm. Say, Evlando? And I'm, yeah. I'm gonna push back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think, and not just to you, but I think you're 100% right when it comes to movement building, Yeah, that those are things that we see. Yes. As far as the oppositional forces yes. that don't want to see it. But I think in the kind of community we were talking about before, and this is anecdotal, you know, my father is still is a deacon at the church. Yes. You know, men still gather. Mm. You said sports. And, you know, I'm not a big sportsman that I used to be, but mm-hmm. when I see the kids like Deion Sanders kids and they're mm-hmm. all cheering, I mean, that's a form of community. Yes. Um, you know, this is a negative energy, but the kids, the gangs and all that. I think black men crave community and we find ways to 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 have it whether it's in small ways or or or, or harmful ways i think we need to just like I said, we talk about defining what community is we define ways for that for that energy to be cultivated to mm-hmm. to and to be um and to be um, actualized in positive mm-hmm. ways but i do see a lot of ways that black men men generally but specifically black men do try to form community and i think we should give ourselves a little more credit for mm-hmm. just coming together, five mm-hmm. strangers, even today, mm-hmm. to have a conversation about something that's pretty intimate and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. vulnerable. So mm-hmm. I think when we have the opportunity to build that community, we will build it when it's available to yeah. us. I, I think I so, something else that could could also be a play as I, as I think about this topic. Um, this this affects all Americans, not just you know black men. Is what I've learned through you know traveling the world to some of our you know just other Western countries and. Also, non-Western countries is, you know, we put a un- very unique and very strong emphasis on work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where other countries, they emphasize more leisure and play. We emphasize factory life. Yeah. We mm-hmm. emphasize hey, work. <laughs> grind. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. grinding as much as possible. And so that that can ad- certainly adversely affect, you know, the sense of community or your ability to create a Socialize community. Socialize. Exactly. Because if your yeah. focus is just stacking as much, stacking as many chips as possible, we're and trying that, to level up in your company. back to like getting here like when he uh when he hit me up about you know joining us you know the automatic response like yeah absolutely i'm down to do that but the the uh the, the counter thought was like oh what's going on with the time should yeah, i be working yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah and all that and and, and 
you know you want to breathe and you know you want to move how you want to move but we're here we're here in this machine where the price of everything is going everything up is and, going up. and yeah. it's hooking it's you know it's not that you have fear but you understand prioritization and and all, all these things are like hooks dragging you to the train so yeah so i mean i think the i think the the lack of work life balance here in our country relative to other countries mm -hmm. Um, I think that certainly can have a negative effect on, you know, on creating a sense of community. Socialization. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. think that I spoke about this earlier with the hustle culture and how it kind of ruins the humanity aspect of mm -hmm. it all. Like we have connectivity. the yeah, exactly. It definitely messes our connectivity. I think we we often say, you know, people say, you know, if your crew ain't getting money, what you doing around them? It's like, well, what if they're my friends? Yeah, what if yeah, they? I mean, what if they are like? Um, what if they are supportive to me in, in so many other ways yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. more than getting money? Like there have been times where, you know, it felt I felt the most alone, right? To the people mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to be getting money with, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would I would reach out to a friend who has nothing to do with what I do. Mm. And and I have a, a, a I receive a sense of compassion. A, a sense because of comfort. It's, 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 it's hard etched in conditioning with mm -hmm. the get money crew. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a conditioning with the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's all about hey, you coming short up on that paper? I don't know you no more. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. what it, mm -hmm. it, it yeah. comes conditional. It's just, it, yeah, it's conditioned. Yeah, we yeah. have a very capitalist view of relationships. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, we have to find a way to kind of like, and that's kind of that's yeah. kind of bleeding into the male and female aspect of it as well. Which is what I touched up on. I think that. Um, I mean that's something that I've I've personally struggled with. I think that mm -hmm. um, it's it's very easy to, you know, get caught up with the hustle, just mm -hmm. just constantly just focus on hey I want to stack as many chips as possible. Yeah. But let's be real. There's always gonna be somebody that makes more money than you. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're at, unless yes. you're at the absolute top of the food chain like Bezos or Elon or whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's always somebody with more bread yeah. than you. There's yeah. always yeah. somebody with a bigger house, a faster car. Yep. Yep. You know, a better wife. Yeah. Kids going to more prestigious schools, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So my wife is the baddest. <laughs> shout, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Yeah. So I think I think I mean I, I know me personally. I've had to constantly remind myself of that when I when I do feel myself getting out of out of whack, mm -hmm. like focusing too much on on hustling. Mm -hmm. It's like wait, Charles, what the hell are you thinking? Like there's always gonna be somebody with more money than you or whatever. What I've learned recently mm -hmm. is to become comfortable with the mundane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that yes when especially from a relationship standpoint whether it's friends or whether it's um romantic relationships mm. i think sometimes we get so caught up in the romanticism mm. of all the things right like mm. oh yeah we ride or die mm. yeah. it's super passionate mm -hmm. things like mm -hmm. that but sometimes the best thing is to um sensationalism just, exactly mm -hmm. sensationalism mm -hmm. yeah. and sometimes it's just good to just enjoy the fucking friendship mm. or enjoy the moment That's That's you real. know stay into the or, stay into or, the present. Or, for, or for example just just to think about it say say for example you're 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 a single person and, and you're you're still you know you still yeah. haven't so-called locked in a particular one mm -hmm. say say you like you might you might be talking to maybe three, they just say give or take, you're talking to three people just to vet out what which is the selected one or depending on what your relationship style is. I mean, relationship styles are more progressive these days. Some 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 people are monogamous, non-monogamous, whatever works for whatever person. But um, sometimes people will lose track of like, okay, 
I have chips on the table, you're always looking for the new chips. It's mm. always in, going back to what you're saying. You're always looking for the the better, the bigger, one. better deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and you got you got what you need right in front of you. Right. It's there. like a gambling problem. Sensationalism. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll it's never dopamine. be comfortable. Dopamine. Yeah. yeah. You're chasing. You're chasing mm -hmm. the high. Yes. And you'll never be happy as mm -hmm. long as you're trying to find that perfect one, mm -hmm. that perfect thing, or that. You know, going back to the uh, socialism, the perfect crew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I need to be around a bunch of ballers. I need to be around a bunch of this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you'll never be happy with that. Yep, yep. Like, just enjoy the actual friendship. There are certain yes. things that you like about people. Yes. And it's okay that everybody does their own thing. And the array, the array of friends are, are never the same anyway. Yeah, never absolutely. The same. Say, for yeah. example, if every, everybody's, um, as you say, every, everybody's a scientist. Somebody might be a, a molecular scientist. Somebody might be a, mm -hmm. bio, a bio scientist. Whatever they they're they're in different realms of what what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You might see you might have that thread of commonality, but no one is never really the same. So it's going back to the contentment of of how you deal with people. So I go I me myself I deal with the uh, the, the philosophy of um, dealing with things accordingly. Mm -hmm. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Meaning like uh, whoever. Is around and get and and give you that attention and who's present, you give that attention and and and, and presence back. And yeah. if they're 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 not around, give the attention and presence. Then mm -hmm. that's that. Just whoever. It just it's it's the, the 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 reciprocity idea of dealing with things accordingly. So mm -hmm. the, if if someone's giving you that energy back, you give that back and just deal with it like that. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. uh, my next question that I want to ask each of you. <clears throat> Is that when is the when is the time when you felt the most supported by a community that you were surrounded by? I would say like when I was uh, uh, and prior, I would I would say in a certain extent with prior band mates mm -hmm. in a way, but but the the interesting thing about that it kind of seemed like. It was like a, a moving hangout train. Like everybody was kind of, it's kind of like everybody, it was, was kind of like siblings and, and marriage at the same time. Like mm -hmm. everybody was seeing each other at the worst and and they were, were la uh, laughing times together and everybody's hating each other. It was, like I said, it was kind of like siblings or, 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 yeah. or, or marriage because mm -hmm. you're move, moving for, uh, in the same direction. I mean, you, you can... You can say something about that, like in, in, in a workplace, but you know everybody's getting going there and getting there to get get that check. But it's something mm -hmm. different when you're you're kind of building something in the in the lane of your kind of own brand or or own accord. Besides, you know, you know, yeah, right. that that's that's just an idea. But I'm I'm one of the you know I guess you can say there. Uh, points where you have partners previous partners that had your back but when you, when when those ties break it's like can you still hold that memory of yeah. them being there once the ties have been broken i understand so understand. that that kind of that kind of like muddies the playback yeah if, if you don't still have a tie with said person or whatever yeah yeah i say growing up in church Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a black Baptist church in the South. Mm -hmm. yes. And I think no matter, I think the power of religion, no matter what the denomination is, is its community. 
You got people there that are invested in your success. They're forgiving. Everybody looks out for one another. You have a common belief, common cultural structure. Yes. And so whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, mm. Hinduism, and go on and on. Mm-hmm. That feeling of community I felt growing up as a kid, I've gotten close to being replicated, but never been replicated. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think if we're talking about building community and making making people feel welcome, you know, the specific religion denomination aside, we can learn a lot from how mm-hmm. churches, how religious groups embrace people and make them feel. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say for me, the mo- when I um, felt the most supported was after my mom passed. Because yeah. hmm. in that particular situation, it hit me really hard considering that my father passed a long time ago when I was eight, right? Mm-hmm. So it was basically, I didn't get to even really get to middle age before both my parents passed. Yeah. So that really hit me hard. And then, um, with like especially with you, Chris, my other friends that you know, Andre Laramie, Mike, they they really just helped me get not over it, but they really were good at suturing those wounds, Mm -hmm. you know, stopping the bleeding. Mm -hmm. Because after that, you know, I wasn't really feeling like I should be here, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I was thinking that, well, if everybody else is gone, why don't I be too? Mm -hmm. Like, I still have my... Uh, my other family, like my aunt, my my uncle recently passed, but I had him mm-hmm. until a few months ago. And, you know, a couple of my cousins, but for my family on my mom's <coughs> side, we're very, very small. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had um, a couple people who just didn't wind up having their own families. Mm-hmm. And it's like when it comes to the community aspect of that, I feel like I'm going to be responsible because I'm the only senior male in my family, you know, who basically has to be responsible for a bunch of other women. There's, there was no other males born in my family until my baby cousin 17 years later. So I, I didn't really have anybody to grow up with. So being around the adults gave me a more mature vision of the world. Right. And allowed me to kind of, be in a position where I could really look at things and kind of analyze them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because of the way that they supported me back then and the way that all my friends support me now, it's kind of one of the drives on why I want to be extremely successful. I'm trying to constantly work towards new things, trying to figure out new things. And it's just cool that I have this many people kind of behind me. So that way when I eventually make it right and i get to the pl- the area that i want to i can actually start delegating with them or negotiating with them like no this is how the family is going to go because unfortunately you guys didn't do your civic duties in the past which is now going to make it financially hard in the future and yeah. so i want to take on that responsibility i do but i just I just need a little bit more support from them, a little bit more, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I'm like Goku charging the spirit bomb, like give me your energy, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? But um, I I think that that's when I felt the most connected to all my friends, especially Mm -hmm. the ones who actively chose me. Mm -hmm. And, um, And 
yeah, I just would like to be able to give everybody the world, right? But mm-hmm. you can only do so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I think for me, um, I've, had, I've, I've experienced the greatest sense of community, um, you know, really during, like, well, while I was in school and residency. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because we were all, you know, during dental school, we were all going through... Um, so a little about me, I'm a dentist by trade. And yes. so, you know, LSU is a huge school and I had my own sense of community at LSU, but it's also, you know, 40,000 students. <laughs> so, um, but when I went to dental school, which, you know, I had a class size of 100, you know, that quickly established a very close knit community there. Cause we were all going through the same thing, the same stresses, mm-hmm. the same courses. We spent a lot of time together uh, as a class, whether we liked it or not, because mm-hmm. we were going through the, the same shit to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, during residency, that 100 from dental school goes down to, you know, it was me and seven others at Oklahoma. And so, um, you know, and we were all, none of us, no, one of them, one one of the guys, he went to Oklahoma State for undergrad. So he was the exception, but outside of him, Oklahoma was totally foreign to us. <laughs> and so, you know, we had that common experience of not only being co-residents, but also being in a place that, you know, we knew it was middle of the map, but that was about it. and so you know i think it's one of those things where um you know when you're when you're around others that are going through a similar experience Mm -hmm. whether it's coursework stresses things like that that quickly establishes this community Mm -hmm. for me there were two two moments i think that were big in community and unfortunately they were surrounded by traumatic events Hmm. (laughs) but I, i i spent time building community in college, I met a bunch of friends. Um, honestly, some of them came from high school and things like that, and we were all party together. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, there are moments when you're all party together. It's like these are the guys, these are my crew. But you never think that they'll be with you in those times, mm-hmm. right? And um, in New Orleans, we had like, of course, our major event was Hurricane Katrina. At the mm-hmm. time, I was living in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I was with um, a bunch of. It just so happened that while that was happening, everybody who was in my household, well, I was in Chicago, was from New Orleans mm-hmm. and from like pretty much the same crew. And it was great that we had a chance to like accept friends who weren't there, right? And um, and that felt supported. You know, we had friends fly in and stay with us and um, and we had a chance to really support each other. And I think that helped me deal with it because that is a very traumatic event to be far away from home oh yeah not know where your family is and also watch your city be destroyed on the news yeah and if i i don't know how i would have reacted i don't know if i would have been worse off but the thing that was comforting to me was to be able to have friends that i knew from home stand right next to me in the process of it because yeah, you, you, know, you knew they went they were going through the same shit. yeah they knew yeah. We were going through the same stuff yeah. you know what i'm saying and so, um, so that was definitely a big thing. And also, when my um, when my cousin passed away, so when my cousin passed away, I went back home to New Orleans, hmm. and a lot, a lot of the same dudes, right, same crew, but it was more of a bigger thing, right. And the irony is that a lot of people didn't know why I was in town; hmm. they were just there. Hmm. They were just there because I was in town. And I think there's a there's a beautiful part. I will say this: there was a moment, and I'm a. Um, I don't know. I'm a shout out, I guess. Um, I was going through like when you are dealing with the major loss, right? 
you your your mind is going everywhere and you don't feel like being social hmm. uh i met i met a young lady there and she was like so nurturing and so caring to me and she, and the crazy part is she didn't know what i was going through like she just clung to me and she was like hey we hanging and we hung out it was about is innocent as innocent could be we hung out we got some drinks we just chopped it up and it was cool. And that was so supportive to me. Like it was so it it I needed that type of connection mm-hmm. and and bonding mm-hmm. to take my mind off of the crazy shit that just happened. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so and not only that, you know, she was also like connected to the friends that I had. And I felt like in a sense, like I I, I felt covered. You know what I'm saying? I felt like, oh, I'm protected in a sense, emotionally at least. And I realized the importance of having a community. I realized the beauty of home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like there are things that happen that are that are terrible and unimaginable. But um, when you have the the community, it can help help get you through. Mm. I think that was that was so important for me. And that's when I realized I was like, oh God, I need to build community mm. where I am. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I can't just have this in New Orleans. Yeah. I need to like have that. Out here, yeah. I need to have that because I live here, and I planted roots here. I have a house here. I have kids here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, community is so important. And I think I put that energy out in the air to have that. Um, it's so important for me, for people to have reflections of themselves around each other. Mm. I think that I am I am great with everybody. By the way, like <laughs> I have all my friends. Like you know, I have. So, friends of different so cultures. So go into a little bit about when you say reflection of of self. Reflection of self. I know what you mean, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I think it's it's important because we live in a place that's it's it's a lot of white people, uh-huh. and 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 that's that's cool for what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, when you have reflections of yourself, it creates a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things within the diaspora, within the culture, mm-hmm. that only we would understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There are certain things that we all kind of knew. Like I bought up the book of common, historically black phrases, right? And if you go through those things, there's no background. You didn't have to explain anything from that, that shit. We just was like, we knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We knew. We, we all know that if somebody walks into a room and be like, nigga. Yeah. We all know that they about to tell a story about like yeah. or something crazy just happened. Like, you know? yep. Yeah. And so let me get some tea real quick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so like I can't really go into the um into like the common white area and be like, nigga. They be like, oh my God. Oh my you know God. What I'm so like I can't I can't do that, but it feels good to kind of have that sense of level. But also it's great to have community of people who don't share your experience. Yeah. So I oh, yeah. I found great richness in both, but it, I but I need both. Yes. You know I find that I need both. Mm. I need like I need my friends who have no idea because we connect on different other levels. Like I have friends of mine we connect on like everything in the world, and it's not like that it's more important than the other. But mm. after a while, I get to a situation where it's like shit. I miss like my people mm. and mm-hmm. and connecting with my people. You know what I'm saying? Um. That's why I'm I'm so big on like community and building like you know I do the guys trip right yeah I try to do the guys two trip of them in the year. books by the way yes yes sir were you with him you elaborate yeah. a little okay. bit about Sheesh. the uh, guys trip yes yeah. yes it was 
Yes, it was it was a great thing. I feel like it's important for us as black men to take these trips and enjoy ourselves. Because the to 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 your point, the reason why these women are better with building community because they have the we all know about girls trips. Oh yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Guys trips guys trips are rarely seen because sometimes the guys trip are are surrounded by other things. We need we need distractions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like nah. Sometimes we just need a good guys trip. We need to like. Convene. Go and experience like a different uh, area exactly. or a different like, culture. It was of some great sort. to experience like cultural things together. Mm. We got a chance to, to see how like different people, um, not just party, but how people live yeah. in other uh, other countries yeah. and things like that. And that was such a beautiful thing to like witness. And I have that memory I share with my friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's a beautiful thing. That's a, that's a, that's something now you brought up uh, about like uh, trips something to, to, to think about like within a community it's not common for everybody to have like a passport to even speak on not at all that's not at all that's, <laughs> that's, some, that's something to highlight and that kinda, i would argue that kinda, most kinda, most people don't kinda, have that to kind of separate the passports mm-hmm. the relatability and the experience from from yeah. uh, certain uh people in the community too it doesn't so, have to be though i yeah, think not that at all. yeah i think, I think we can all be. we can all find something like i was saying that earlier i was like man next year i want to do something Still in the states, but from a place that I've never been. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let's go to a city we never been. North Dakota. You know what I was thinking? North no, South Dakota. No, so. I'm not gonna ever go to you North Dakota. You know what South I was Dakota. thinking about? Yes. That a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people were probably not a, a embracing that. That is a magnificent place. I haven't been yet, but it's been on on the mind. Is the Grand Canyon? Really? Oh, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've been there for it. It's yeah. See, that's it, what I'm saying. That that that's it's a ridiculous. marvel. I haven't been here, and I know that's a marvel on, yeah. on on this continent. And a lot of people haven't been there, and we're overlooking. Is is a lot of is a lot of marvel on, on this on this country. On you this can land. drive yeah. there from Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you're not going to believe what your eyes see. Yeah. I mean, speaking. I mean, you know, I'm 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 an environmental and climate, and. I'm not a big camper or anything like that, but I mean, when I moved out here, mm. the natural beauty just in Washington State. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Going, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if yeah, it's camp. It's beautiful. Yeah. We had a friend come from New Orleans. I mean, speaking of the Grand Canyon, but oh. when he came and saw Mount uh, Mount Rainier, mind blown. Yeah, <laughs> this, my guy is pretty cynical. Like, yeah. you know, he don't really give it up for a lot. Coming, He's like, coming whoa, from, man. coming from a, a flat flat place to come to see some elevation and and, and kind of have that visual in the background seeing a mountain is visual with with a lot of evergreen water everywhere how how, how the the air is yeah it's yeah. It's, def, it's definitely uh seeing a waterfall i, could definitely, like, I yeah. can definitely see that cuz each time that i've gone to like vegas or the outskirts of vegas yeah. as well as like arizona it's just brown and dust everywhere <laughs> yeah. and i'm like how do you guys live out here yeah. y'all ain't got no fresh oxygen mm. right it smells like yeah like motor fumes and prostitution you know what yeah. i'm saying it's just like what it's desolation. That, that it makes it's me appreciate desolation. here yeah. so much more yeah, when i it's see that gorgeous out here and i love the the greenery and that, yeah. that that's yeah. one thing too like every you know everyone speaks about the the social awkward aspect of um the northwest like people will call it the freeze or whatever <laughs> and i think i think a lot of times people when, uh, I've, I even had uh, a lot of friends that came up here, lived up here for a while. Oh, I can't stand it up there. Is the problem is, is a lot of people are conflating the actual 
geographical experience of the place with people, how people are acting. Like people need to mm. learn how to separate their experiences with people, with what's going on with, with nature fair. and the surroundings. Mm. It's co completely two different things. It is. It is. Yeah, exactly. and, and and to fix the problem with people, you just have to be more selective about who you interact with. That's, you know? I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah. Oh, um, and sorry, just to go back to what you were saying about the mundane, the yeah. the trip that me you and brandon took to oregon yeah it was like one of my favorite trips ever because i yeah. i very specifically asked you i was like oh we're going to this random <laughs> town in a state that's below ours what what are we going to do there and you were like absolutely nothing i was like i'm in yes i am in And sometimes we need that we need a trip where we're not responsible for anybody or anything for mm -hmm. days mm. i think yeah. we we place so much responsibility on ourselves mm -hmm. whether we got to get up and get it we got to get up and take care of the ones we love mm -hmm. we got to get up and and just do something because we need to be working towards some sort of goal or something like that mm -hmm. and sometimes we just need a break like that that weekend was great because yeah, was i didn't worry about a damn thing mm -hmm. i got up walked around i was high but <laughs> i got up walked around <laughs> and enjoyed, on enjoyed myself damn Exactly. Enjoyed myself. Wake up, wake up, bake up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yo, but I like it. It was such a relief. It was such a um, a release in in a sense to not worry mm. about like my day. Like it's yeah. like what's on deck? Nothing. Nothing. Sure. Absolutely nothing. Mm. And I think that to me is a vacation. Those are the same vacations. Those vacations are just as valuable as the Cancuns, as you know, all the, yeah. the Dubai, the you know what I'm saying? The Miamis and everything. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like I need time to reconnect and reset. Yeah. yeah. You know, great we had fire conversations. It was it was awesome. The, it was a chance the for us only, to be The yeah. only thing that we were missing is a white dude that tolerates our racist jokes. Yes. That's yes. all yeah, that we'd be missing. Yeah. You know, the one that's like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> that you was, really that was pretty funny, but, <laughs> yeah, that, you know. Uh, I, I'll put that as a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to find it. <laughs> we need to, next can, time, can, bring, a, have, bring a token white guy. Yeah, honorary. We can have Yeah, bring bring it. Bring a token white guy next time. I'm so glad that I have one of those, and it makes my day wonderful. Because yes. oh, yeah. we're, we're roommates, you know, right now That's with yeah. um, our other friend. And uh, me and me and my other friend make racist jokes all the time. And all he can do is sit there and laugh at it. And yes. it's it's so much funnier because he can't say anything. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to call him out, laugh about it. And then can he laugh too hard, though? Yeah, yeah, Why was that so funny? Yeah. Why was that so funny? <laughs> I knew your ass is racist. Yeah. I knew you were thinking it. And then call him out, and he's just like, uh, uh, "No, I, but I didn't." And I was like, "Well, it's fine." There, it's there, fine. That reminds me. This was this was years ago, but I I still laugh. I myself laughing about it sometimes. This was I'm 31. This had to have been at least five or six years ago. But I had the Boondocks on. Mm -hmm. I was watching the Boondocks mm -hmm. uh, with with some of my white friends. And as you all know, Boondocks, it's, it's, it's exclusively it's, black it's humor. It's wildly niggerish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exclus exclusively Absolutely. black humor. Yeah. And uh, I just remember looking at my white friend's faces, especially when Uncle Ruckus mm -hmm. was on. And they, did, they were, I remember just their faces. They were like, <laughs> are we supposed to laugh at this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's hilarious, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very I, hilarious. I, I think they don't realize, like, when it comes to shows like Boondocks, out of many, that usually a lot of the characters highlighted characters are archetypes of actual 
characters in yeah. black community. Right. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't know that. Mm-hmm. So but you'll find that in most shows like that's that's think about like uh that kind of made me think about Martin's show, like all the different variations of characters he played. Those are different mm-hmm. ar- uh, different archetypes you find in, in black communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, want, oh, I just wanted to, you talk about uh, community and, and kind of this shared understanding, but I always think about how does that come to us, right? Mm-hmm. We All of us grew up in different places for the most part, and mm-hmm. different families, but how do we, we, what is that shared kind of cultural the idea of a black community that's nationwide is kind of wild to me, right? Because mm-hmm. 16, yeah. 18 million people, but there's a shared understanding mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I was just, I was just thinking about like, we're talking about Boone, like, like what yeah. is this shared understanding? Shit, there's, there's always, a little, there's always a little bit of truth in the, in the stereotypes, yeah. I think it's the, right? Like that's, that's kind of where they come shared, from. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just shared, shared understanding. I think yeah. that, you know, one, like, just a couple of things that come off the top of the dome, you know, every, Every parent has had that talk with their son or daughter about mm. like when you're interacting with the police, you know, make yeah. sure your hands are yeah. clearly visible. Mm. Don't draw back and forth. You know, like your wife, yeah. they could talk shit to no the cops, and movement. nothing's gonna and nothing and they can get say they have more, just your white friends gonna have more leeway mm-hmm. with talking back to the cops and mm-hmm. potentially even saying some disrespectful to a yeah. cop than know what you're gonna have. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's certainly a common that comes on the top of the head. Um, it's it's rip. rip uh, the rippling of, of culture is just a ripple of what culture we live in, yeah. mm-hmm. and and what what we've uh, been classified as citizens in this culture yeah. from uh, north, south, east, and west. Be you know yeah. we're generally the same same uh, people. Yeah, I think lineage wise. Other you know? thing, other other uniting factors. You know, uh, even if you even if you did not go to an HBCU yourself. Yes. You know, yeah. you know what HBCUs are, and you know the important, the historical importance yes. that they've had to the Black community throughout their creation. You know, to the Reconstruction era. Um, I think that I mean, even if you weren't old enough to vote, you know, when President Obama won mm-hmm. the election, you know, mm-hmm. for all Black people, that was certainly damn. Like he actually won. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, like you know, like you were, you were, you were. I mean, because I remember. I mean, I was in. Shit, that was a wait. So I was. And if he did something for us, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, I was a fresh, I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, I think. Yeah, freshman or sophomore in high school when he won, and um, and so you know, even when he, when even when his campaign was gaining steam, mm. I was like, there's just no way he's gonna win. And then when he actually did, I was like, well, oh, shoot. this is possible, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. I think that was. I mean, so there are certain there are certain things that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, another cultural one, and this is this is more sports related, so it might not apply to all black folks, but when you had uh, the Bears versus Colts in the Super Bowl, and it was mm-hmm. Levy Smith, he was the coach of the Bears, and Tony Dudge was the, was the uh, head coach for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And you had the first time in NFL history, you had two black coaches going against each other mm. in the Super Bowl. I was Bowl. in Chicago at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that. so there's certain, there's that certain. Re- like, remind us what Circa was that again? Um, I mean, that was, it was during my lifetime. It was two thousand six. Yeah, Peyton, oh, okay. Peyton Manning was on the team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good times. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, 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 to, to, to uh, give us a little contrast about that Chi Town and that that Seattle, because you've been bringing up Chi Town a little bit. I have. Yeah. yeah. What's the contrast? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I always, I jokingly like, I love Chicago. I really yeah. did. I love Chicago. After a while, they had to choose between being too cold and too expensive. Oh, 
yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I was like, we can't do both. Extremities. Yeah, it's a, it's extreme. Yeah. Um, but I did love Chicago because it was actually one of the most diverse cities mm-hmm. I've ever lived in, but also one of the most like segregated cities I've ever lived. Oh yeah, in. no. <laughs> like extreme. Like it was. I often jokingly say that Chicago was like Mario World. Like you know how you go to a different in level in Mario World back in the day it was like completely different thing. Oh yeah. And then like in Chicago, there was like neighborhoods for every demographic. That, that you seems can think to be of. the thing, and the 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 larger major cities of the mm-hmm. U.S. It seems to be the thing that they're ultra segregated. Being you know, going to New York several times. I've seen ultra segregation. Yeah. And, you know, visiting there a handful of times with, you know, a different partner from a, a different background. Mm-hmm. The the the, uh, the uh, community of that partic- particular background will acknowledge that partner and I'll be invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've, I've experienced that. And, yeah. and, you know, depending on where, where, where you're going in, in New York, mm. you know, I remember... Uh, Having a, a a Jewish partner going up to uh, going to the Bronx before, and then as you go going to the Bronx, it, uh, the train starts to get a little more chocolate, a little more everybody, <laughs> change, and then people start asking stuff questions. Like, oh, she must be Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> 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 it, out. it was funny. Nah, I, I I like it out here. Out here is very chill, mm. and I, I always say the people match the weather. Yes, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like. Yeah. You know, I'm from the south. It's hot and abrasive. We ain't got time to play with you. We gonna be straightforward. Uh, Chicago was harsh, so mm. the the weather was harsh. The people are just as harsh. Mm. You know, out here it kind of rains, it kind of snows. People are passive aggressive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I think I, that can I help you out? You keep them yeah. from the damn Starbucks. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I always say, like it should be like, could you not? I like have, I feel mm, like that's the quote. I have, I have, <laughs> I have, I have like a same little analogy about about like the generalized character, the people up here. That, you know, they put a lot of ener- energy into the passivity and to be like, oh, you want to come? I'm gonna invite you over. They'll they'll open up the front door and like, come on in. And you walk in, you're looking at, oh, this is backyard. And they like, bye. Yep. So you walk, you like soon as you walk in the back, you're walking right out the back door, and they're saying bye. They're bye. You can you can leave now. I can only do so much of this. Yeah, I yeah, but like being out here is is interesting. But I've learned to love the pros and the cons. Yeah. I remember, uh, and especially coming from where I come from, yeah. like New Orleans is beautiful because we have such a rich culture. Mm. There's you you can spot a person from New Orleans mm. no matter what. Like you heard. Yeah, you heard. We out here. You know what I'm saying? So we out here, baby. Like even 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 with even the white people from New Orleans, you know they from New Orleans mm-hmm. in, in the same way. But like there are other there are other things, aspects of New Orleans that um I was like, Oh yeah, I don't miss that. Uh, like the murders, I think that was one of the things. Wait, 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 say that one more time. <laughs> the murders. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that um, that mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah. also, like, it's always interesting being like. Wouldn't you say that kind of dampened uh, around post Katrina? That dampened a little bit because that's when I spent a little time around post Katrina. No, 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 no. It's, it's it's gotten it's gotten bad since COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. They- oh yeah, COVID. But like that little gap before COVID, though. Right. Oh no! I mean, I, I spent no. Time I think on there that. was a lot of like uh, folks. Was it, it does, folks it does feel like cowboy country a little bit. Now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember when I yeah, when I was at I was at LSU from 2010 to 2014. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just I mean, it, it's just a, it's for lack of a better words, it's just kind of yeah. a dangerous city. I want to yeah. say there's that a lot there's of, there's a lot of trouble you can get into. In yeah, and I, I've lived I've lived in uh, Baltimore, uh, 
So I so I lived in South Florida and and Baltimore too. That's if I would say like when I lived in New Orleans, it reminded me if you would put like South Florida and Baltimore together. Sister that's what cities. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That, that's what New Orleans felt like. That's why we fucked with the wire so heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we understood yep, that. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I married in Baltimore. I, I, yeah. It gave me that New Orleans feel minus. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a level of um authenticity there mm. that I, I really appreciate it. I, I think that with New Orleans, uh, especially with the like going back to the community aspect, we we place our value on being as authentic as possible. Mm. The re- the best thing you can the worst thing you could be called in New Orleans is fake. Mm. You can be like, oh fuck this nigga. Oh, oh that. Mm-hmm. but like if you call fake, they'd be like, it's like, yo. Like you hurt somebody feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It might it's fighting words. That, that's you know that's, that's like calling somebody the the, the B A N. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. The B A N. You can, you can it's probably like get you away get with that. The next yeah. level. <laughs> <laughs> Even with that, like that's a, that's an issue. But honestly, it's an issue. But it's like if someone call you B A N, you're like, eh, that dude's a hater. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But if someone calls you fake, it's like, whoa! Now you feel like you got to come out with a press release. You know, what I'm like, listen, there have been things said about me. Want to let y'all know that I'm not fake. I'm not fake. <laughs> you know, so That's funny. It's a whole thing. But, like, it's something that I really appreciate about home. Uh, mm. Because you know you're going to get a very authentic authenticity. Like, the authenticity is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And I, I appreciate it to this day. Mm. I, I want to speak up for Tacoma. Yeah. I find Tacoma very authentic. You know, I, I do too. The people, yes, it is. It's the, like the, a red. It's like uh, compared. To, so, see, Seattle's definitely it's its own bubble, mm-hmm. and and it can be high disconnect. But when you come down to Tacoma, I always say Tacoma is like the rest of America. Blue collar. Yeah, yeah, it yeah is. that's what I say. Yeah, I I, say. I I gravitated towards Tacoma, and I really appreciate it because I've had real conversations with people. Yeah, and it's it's really cool, and mm-hmm. and everybody seems genuine for who they are, for mm-hmm. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, and I, yeah, it's I definitely like that. more genuine. No, but yeah. actually, what you do here, like when I live in DC, mm-hmm. after your name, the next question is yeah. what you do. And people, I mean, literally jockeying to see whether they should be talking to you. Trying to gauge somebody more gauge important it. in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I've never had, I mean, it'll come out in a conversation in Tacoma, but yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. More, and then we're moving on to the next thing. Honest question of, of curiosity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to speak up for my adopted hometown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, New Orleans is always going to be. First in it's my home. Mind. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I couldn't land in a better place. Yeah. Think, no, I really, I really do love it out here. And I that's why I was like, I was totally comfortable with like my family being out here and everything. Mm. It's it's all good. And I I I have a ever I'm very happy with my community that I have out here. I think that for me, for me it was about manifesting the community that I wanted. Mm. I I did not. I looked around one day and I was like, I do not. I felt alone, and I felt like I didn't have the people that I I needed around me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like, well, if you don't have it, you got to create it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I can sit here in my house and be like, nobody talks to me. Mm-hmm. That's not solving anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, you got to put the energy out there. You got to make some sort of effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, we we call each other like like I said. I reached out to you and I was like, yo. You want to go on this trip? <laughs> you know what yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And it was all good. You know what I'm saying? I, I met you by happenstance and that was great. Mm. I mean, you by happenstance it was great. You know what I'm mm. saying? So like all these things happen and it and it really does come to you when you when you accept it. Mm. I think and that and that's good to me. So I I'm very appreciative laws of, of attraction. the community. Yeah, laws of attraction. I'm very appreciative yeah. of the community that I've built and uh, and 
continuing to build. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you uh, bringing it, bringing this together. Yeah, you're the glue. Yeah. I appreciate it's it. It's a great thing. Thank you, thank you. I'm not like I do think that we as as American like as as we talk about American capitalism and everything. Mm. You know, there's this uh, romanticism with doing it by yourself. I did it my way. Self-made. Yeah, self-made. Self-made. You know I think I think what the the whole self self thing I don't think what it necessarily I don't think people want to prove something with doing with self. We we find ourselves being a, in a culture where trust is a is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Like when a lot yeah. especially when people are trying to see things through. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everyone in here can attest to like you know working on a particular project or trying to get a certain goal and then you you trying to rely on certain extensions to be a part of that mm-hmm. you know e- even myself i might have played the part of falling short but it, it, it's something about this 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 culture of it makes it hard for people to be consistent with with sticking with uh seeing something through as a as a group project mm-hmm. tying back into the the topic of community so, yeah that's right yeah. yeah yeah it's my Achilles hill yeah. Uh, collaboration is hard for me, depending on what it is, you know. Yes. If it's something I don't know about, then I will happily see the expertise of somebody else and you tell me what to do and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I got a little bit of knowledge about, it's hard to kind of see that to somebody else and say, you know, all right, we're going to work together on this. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's it. That's also a key thing where every, everyone knowing where they're strong at and also being... Uh, also being mindful of what they're strong at and how that can all come together. Like, you know, let's take, for example, like, um, let's just take uh, Moses and Aaron relationship. You know, Aaron was a great orator and and, and Moses was, you know, uh, the mastermind of thinking of things like that. They, that was a, a, a good example of you're good at this and you're good at that. Let's move together at that without, you know, without kind of like uh, self-importance or some kind of ego getting in the way, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because everybody's strong at something and yeah. everybody's not as strong at something. Indeed. We yes. all got egos. Yeah. Everybody has egos. Oh, and I was talking about ego. Let's break down ego a little bit. I was talking mm-hmm. about ego with, with somebody earlier. I feel like when we were growing up, we hear the word ego, we get programmed to think that ego means uh, like an, an inflated sense of self or mm-hmm. better. The word ego is, I mean, ego is basically something neutral. Every Everyone has an ego. Ego is the part of yourself that uh, brings your identity in place with your surrounding, what, what's going on in your surroundings. Your environment, your surroundings is what designs the ego. And the ego is always being constructed, reconstructed, and deconstructed. So the ego is not necessarily to be uh, confused with being haughty or something like that. No. I think that's that's a misunderstanding people yeah. have about ego. Everything, mm. every, every person has an ego. It's like, this is my phenotype. This is my group I belong to. This is my background and blah, blah, blah. And this is what makes me who I am to move through as, as a person. Your ego is like a template vehicle to mm. move through, and that's really what the ego is. It's that's not really to be good. confused. Yeah. Yes, that's really good. Yeah. Another question I want to ask everybody because um, <clears throat> we're we're coming up on it's almost time. Yes, but um, I have um like two more questions to ask. All right, so like second and last question: What are you doing to maintain your community? 
your surroundings around you. Technology makes it so easy, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Just just yeah. call, media. FaceTime, <laughs> yeah. text, you know, sending them something funny on social media. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you and I, we always go back and forth. That's just yeah, you content. See, yeah. you see, this right yeah. here, for example, yeah. can establish that content. Yeah. 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 I, if I see something on Instagram, you know, I'll send it to him or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, te technology is such a game changer mm -hmm. as far as maintaining relationships relative mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. you know, go back to my parents' age. They were writing like postcards or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so. Yeah, even when I was young, it kind of sucked because a lot of the friends that I had grew up with when I was uh, when I was a child over there on the east side, they, you know, they would either move away, not even that far. Like I had my best friend at the time had moved three times because his dad was in the military. Mm -hmm. And if we had had social media like the kids have today, I would have been like, oh, where'd you guys move to? Yeah, here's my address. All right. And then we probably would have maintained that friendship. Yeah. And I think about that a lot because mm -hmm. I also think about how many people that were in my community that were that, um, you know, I was in the trenches in, right, when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Uh, what, like, whatever happened to them? You know, I wanted to know what happened to them. I wish that it was a simple way that I could just reach out. But it's, you know, since it's been so many years, obviously there's going to be that disconnect. But I think that if, that, like you said, technology has just made things so much easier. Yeah. And, you know, I can call my, my best friend who lives across on the other side of the United States mm -hmm. and he could send me pictures of his son and, you know, we just maintain that, which yeah. is which is always what I wanted because when I thought about myself at 50, 60, 70 years old, I always envision myself still being friends with the people that I'm friends with now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, being doing that that honorable thing where it's like, oh, okay, this person passed. I'm involved in their, you know, mortuary process. So got you. I feel that. I feel that. It's dope. It's dope. And um, I think uh, one key thing that I've noticed what, while we're sitting here, you, you have space. Space is space signifies um, a place of communion, and you know, mm -hmm. communion like we're saying root word, and that's that's a place to start some community like yeah. what we're doing right now and being you know sharing space and being somewhere and like i was listening what what we were doing in this round we were talking about like um how the internet bring us together and i had to think back and say whoa 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 did i just say content it sounds kind of strange but <laughs> but that's where we're at we're in a uh we're in a, the digital in era digital the, yeah mm -hmm. this is where people meet in the digital era but we want to kind of revert some things back to the 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 organic communion. So, mm -hmm. yeah, providing space. So having a space where we can go, you know, like where, hey, that's uh, have this meeting, you know. <laughs> got you, got you. Yeah, I won't belabor the point. I, I'm not a Luddite. I really appreciate technology. But it's funny to me, right before COVID happened, I was leader of this group. And I was actually looking into Zoom to have an option for people that couldn't necessarily meet in person. And within the first six months of COVID, I was so sick of Zoom. <laughs> like I never wanted to use mm -hmm, it again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think. Are people still using Zoom? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just use Zoom. I know, I know there are so many different array of yeah. 
yeah, delight you get back to no but yeah. I think what's important is like we have these technological tools that can help us keep in touch and, and, and maintain community but what I've appreciated is the like you were saying the organic the need to be in person with people to mean yeah. to commune in person yes and it doesn't happen as much we all moved across the country to different places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but every opportunity I get to go home or, or, or spend time with friends in person mm. I, I treasure it even more because yeah. it feels like a rarity in this day and age, yeah. mm -hmm. even with all the technology that we have. Yeah. I always love the the quote that social media has made us more connected than ever, but more disconnected than ever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that social media has definitely ruined the way that society views each other. <laughs> there's there's no there's no question about that. But lost I, in translation. Yeah, everything gets lost in translation, mm -hmm. but I think that it's I think it's wonderful for the people who grew up well before it because yeah. you kind of like, for example, YouTube didn't come out until I graduated high school, right? And then Instagram was what, two years later. And mm -hmm. then you had, and then watching it develop over these last nearly 15 years and seeing how things have changed between everybody's mindsets and whatnot, it's just like, ah. People are stupider than you think they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, wow. You you really wouldn't think that because before back in the day I thought if you were an adult man you knew it all <laughs> yeah oh man you, you could drive what yeah you, he's like you guys can drive you guys have jobs and money you guys can buy a lot of candy mm -hmm. okay just, just, throw, <laughs> just throw on a topic on the internet and then just scroll through the commentary you'll see what America thinks yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you'll, you'll just you'll the commentary, see the commentary mm. show, oh, yeah. shows you everybody's level of thinking yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, and it seems and it seems very low low, low IQ yeah low yeah. vibrational and yeah. uh, <clears throat> while like I think most people that were born before technology kind of appreciate it in the fact that they can keep up with other people, mm -hmm. right? It, but being disconnected in the fact that, yeah, there's so many different opinions and voices about stuff that it's it's hard to make sense of it all mm. and try to, throughout throughout all that muddiness, try to find those people who are on the, who have the same mindset as you that are willing to go that extra step to build that in-person community. Indeed. And so, yeah. You know, I, thank, thank you all. Um, man, before, I, before I, we head out, um, I have one question and it's sort of like, it's kind of related, but kind of not. So this one is actually gonna be more of a social, uh, dare I say relationship question. Mm, sure. And this is, this is always a fun one. All right, so I would say, does, someone who someone who has a good community or is someone who is a good friend also a potential good partner are you saying uh wait 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 I'm confused. i've always said, all right so here's my thing one of the things that i've always focused on whenever i'm meeting somebody like let's say if i had somebody of interest who's a date or even even a good friend right okay um i wonder how they are with their friends mm. So if they if they have a solid community of friends, it usually reflects if they are going to be a good partner, and it 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 further makes me more comfortable. It's not a guarantee thing, obviously, right? Because some mm. people they just have a bunch of shitty friends, and that's suddenly out, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, um, but does it make me does it make you feel more comfortable joining in into their circle if you know that they're a good friend to others? I've never really thought about it. 
yeah. to be honest. Um, I, I'd say, in, in, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd say it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a good friend or you, 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 or if people, if you're a good friend and you have a good friend group mm-hmm. who, are, who are doing positive things with their lives um, and, up, and you uplifted to support one another, then to me, you know, that would, there would be a correlation there. Okay, yeah. Um, just like if, you know, if, you know, if I'm with a woman and all her friends are, you know, gangbanging or... <laughs> let's, let's see, like, let's see those every day. Like, they're, all, wow. they're all... You know, like, if, they're, if, they're all cr- if they're all criminals or if they're all prostitutes... I'm, or something I'm pretty ridiculous, sure right? it's in that book, Historically Black Phrases. Yeah. <laughs> Ratchets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Ratchets. I mean, so I think if, if it, it can go both ways, right? Yeah. So if you are if you have a woman that you're seeing and you're thinking about maybe, hey, we're, what's the long-term potential of this relationship? Mm-hmm. And you start interacting with their friends and they're all ratchet. Yeah, you know, it's usually a reflection of who they, who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they might have a grace hand with you, but if if there's a pattern of, you know, friend uh, A, B, C, D, and like, whoa, whoa, hold on. If there's they're all crackheads, yeah. Thing, yeah. But you're graceful. It's it's something going on here. What, what you got going on? Yeah. I'm just laughing at yeah. the extremes <laughs> y'all niggas went through. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what if they're all crackheads and prostitutes? Like, yeah. yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck? Why the yeah. fuck does this girl I met yeah. at a library look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were so nice. You I mean, so all, nice. Your, all your like, friends are crackheads. Oh yeah, baby, all my friends hoes. Oh, yeah. okay. You that's, don't say. That's but that's cool. Make it political. <laughs> make it political. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, not for me. I mean, no. But you, you, I see where you're going. What's right. a good point? Like with a, you know, somebody that that has somebody whose friends have different political views or different views about social justice or whatever than you do, then, you know, can you be friends with her? She, the, the partner that, the person that you might want to be partners with may have, may be aligned with you. But then you're like, why do you have all these friends that have these kind of different yeah. views than you? Like they grew Something, up around a bunch of conservatives. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be, yeah. But no, no, I'm, I mean, we're going to be specific. Oh, like we've had those moments together. like, yeah, we've had those moments where, you know, like you may grow up around a bunch of conservatives and it's like, all right, not, not me, but I'm saying like you may meet somebody and they may grow up around a bunch of conservatives. Is that what you had in mind as far as different? Yeah, I was thinking free. that. Yeah, okay. it could because it can be a different thing, and it's like how much does well, that? That's that's, that's bringing it to nuance since it's a black topic. That's bringing it to nuance. Okay, when, go ahead. That's uh, when we speak about the term uh, conservative. The original <laughs> black structure was conservative, but what we see conservative yes. conservative mm-hmm. as today is we associate that with uh. uh how would we say a uh, white stat status of of status and being of white or so? That's what we would associate with conservative. But conservative means basically you're you're pre- preserving certain tradition. value and yeah, tradition. Values and tradition. And that yeah. mo- most of us probably come from families that have that kind of yeah. background. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it comes to Christian Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And yeah. it's been I think it's been co opted by white supremacy. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's just, like, so just like think, woke. Yeah, it's uh, woke. that's not good. <laughs> yeah. They they woke. Woke is woke is like the dab of um <laughs> of languages now. It's like yeah, oh yeah. I remember back just, in the day when we when we used to say something uh along the lines of of woke, we 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 used to more so use the word conscious. That means mm-hmm. that, yeah. that you you you're aware of what's going on behind the front. Mm-hmm. But now being woke is associated leaning more so yeah. into the liberal Le- bucket yeah, the of liberal things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the liberal bucket of things 
uh, uh, correlates with how we kind of see things in a more truther sense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, man, thank you all for um, taking your time to come out here today and expressing yourselves. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, this is, a, like I said, as a part of Build a Community, this is what it's all about in general, to share your thoughts and we can all learn from each other in various mm-hmm. ways. Uh, I, I can't express how important this is for me, but also for all the listeners out there. Yeah, um, it's group to, therapy. Yeah, it is. It's definitely group therapy, man. So I appreciate you all. Thank you all for coming out to Big Brother Club for Grown Men. Hey. 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 Another, another episode in the books. Another episode in the books. <laughs>